Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Welcome back to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. This afternoon, we are joined by Faye Langdon from 21C Skills Lab. How are you? Fantastic. Um, thank you, Catherine. Just brilliant so to be able to is... join you. Ah, oh, wonderful. Thank you for taking the time. So my first question seems to be challenging a few people. Who is Faye Langdon? That's a great question, um, uh, Catherine, because I think a lot of us sometimes as women um, go, we're defined by so many things. But for me, Faye Langdon, I'm a daughter, a sister, a mother, a friend, and a woman now that is highly curious and uh, never took no as an answer. Uh, I grew up um, mainly in the South Island and I was one of six girls. Um, no boys in our family, so my father never got the rugby team that he wanted. Um, I was born while my parents were in Bible college in the Bethany Hospital, which was interesting, where they, society at that time wanted to hide all those gorgeous young women that were having uh, babies um, out of wedlock at that time. Um, and I then went on to be moved every two years around New Zealand. I think the greatest thing about who Faye Langdon is now is that being in a family of six girls and uh, living in manses was that I quickly learned to be first up, um, you were best dressed, and if you wanted to get your point across, you really needed to create airspace for Faye Langdon. Um, and... Uh, who Faye Langdon is now also has been really shaped by observing and learning servant leadership through my parents and a, an amazing sense of purpose and social justice that was then balanced out by a phenomenal outdoor environment that was a large part of my growing up and still really shapes and informs me today to be highly curious about the world that we live in, the environment that I find the outdoors does that and that um, it gives me courage and huge resilience. Um, so that who Faye Langdon is, I've had a really interesting journey through being both starting off an import and export, then becoming an entrepreneur, buying and selling uh, some health and beauty businesses, taking myself back to teacher's college and training as a teacher that really began my passion for education, jumped ship from that really quickly and really honed my skills around um, that really exciting intersect of business and education. And that's where I've remained uh, today very much as a social entrepreneur. You said the word curious a few times, and it's certainly been something that has been threaded throughout the Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose podcast. Can you share more about what your curiosity is about these days? My curiosity really is about um, why we have had such a, a binary world that's bound us, yet we live in this, this global world 
So I always wanted to look and go, we've got a system that we have to operate in, but I always wanted to look beyond to be the expanse. I wanted to look out to the horizon and go, what is out there that I can grab hold of, that my colleagues, that my business partner can grab hold of, that will enable us to create change? So we looked way beyond that horizon and wanted to go out into what I've always envisioned as the new world um, and co-create that. So I've always been highly curious about why are people doing that? And then how do we grab hold, connect with them? And then how do we grab hold of what they're doing and take the best parts and then apply it to what we want to do um, here in New Zealand? And, and what curiosity does, Catherine, is really um, it constantly challenges your thinking because you just don't. Um, when you're curious, you don't accept the status quo. You've also mentioned the co-creation, and that's been something that has been uh, threaded through a lot of other conversations that I've been having, mainly in the last couple of weeks. Is that something that we're thinking about more now post-COVID, um, that we really need to approach, and particularly around education, that we need to approach education and our future of education with a co-creation mindset? Absolutely, Catherine, that's such an important point that we've always seen education that's been delivered by a ministry of education that is a state. What we now see with COVID is that was totally upside down. And also what Google and these big search engines have done is that our banks of knowledge now are about valid for about three, maybe five years at a push, but probably three years. And that any information or knowledge that students want to go and find out, they can actually Google it. They've grown up, you know, with the world in their back pocket with smartphones. So therefore, it's actually looking at how do we enable them to become independent learners, independent thinkers, and, and how can we co-create those experiences with a whole range of different facilitators, um, different organisations and different people that let them um, get insights and skills and tools that are going to enable them to operate in this very global, very automated world, but still going to need strong human-centred skills. Wow. I've um, been reading a lot about spiritual partnerships lately uh, and how, as a family, we can co-create a, in inverted commas, set of rules and the way that our family actually operates. And I think there's a lot in that co-creation process. And I think for our children and for teenagers, I think there's a real co-designed approach needed to so many different ways of life and not just education. Like if I think you know, some of the rules and the systems never really worked for me as a child and as a teenager and as a, as a young adult, and I was constantly um, trying to challenge those norms. I think our children are here to teach us uh, potentially a new way for the future and how we really need to co-design the world as we know it and co-design businesses for the future. What's your thoughts on that and how do we kind of enable that more um, in our daily lives? I think we have to actually respect that at all ages and stages, 
that we're able to make decisions um, with the experiences that we've had. And I think it's actually valuing the set of experiences that each child has, whether it's within a family, within a whanau, it's whatever their living environment looks like, and that they can actually bring their way of thinking and their decision-making and their smarts um, to deploy um, into that conversation, that they all have something to contribute. And I think what's happened previously, it's been a very structured, formal system that learning takes place at nine to three, that the teacher is at the front of the classroom. Whereas what family and whanau now can add is that you can actually prepare and equip with a whole lot of smarts just around um, the how a family operates, uh, what you value, um, what thinking and ideas. And I think the, the big one that I'm really hot on is actually the valuing and sharing of different cultural ways of doing things, that this is no longer a Western world. We're incredibly diverse. We need to be highly inclusive. And that a lot of the cultural ways of doing things can really add value to both our thinking, our way of doing, and actually enable our young people to bring a real sustainability to a world that they now feel quite anxious about if we look at how they've really activated themselves around climate change. So can we go back and if you can share a little bit more about what your original call to adventure was to launching 21C Skills Lab? Look, I love the word adventure. I'm a great outdoors uh, person and growing up in my own family uh, with my parents and now with myself as a mother. And um, also too, I have, uh, we have seven children actually in our own family. I have lost three sisters and, and that's another whole journey, but it's, we can celebrate the joy um, of life and know that our seven children without our mothers are really loved but that was part of my call to adventure but adventure really originates which I love from the 1300s and it comes from that beautiful French word which is aventurine um, and it's to risk the loss of and I think for me losing sisters I that was really poignant it was huge it has continues to teach me so much and to grow but also I wanted for both my own children and for my nieces and nephews um, and we had cross-cultural marriages that I wanted them to have a set of skills um, that would enable them to really thrive in this new era of work and after setting up Global Women, which had been another venture, I was really privileged and humbled to actually have a lot of um, insights and opportunities to look at the pathways that young women were coming into careers. And there were enormous gaps. Business was engaged in a very ad hoc way with schooling, and I'm talking high schooling specifically at the moment, that our Māori and Pacific people had no role models and, and that they couldn't see a way forward where their skill sets were valued. And also our teachers were not being trained, empowered or enabled to really give our students um, the skill, skills, tools and the work smarts that they needed. So out of that, we came off the back of Global Women and 
I think coming back to that beautiful word of event to earn, which means to risk the loss of Justin and I, my Munro, my business partner, and I decided that we would set up 21C Skills Lab and really develop some skills and some programs that would enable our students and our teachers to become capable and that we could work with a range of other organisations that were also passionate and um, committed to enabling our young students to thrive in what was this really exciting um, new work order. And our teachers and our school, schools were not seeing that new work order. So therefore, we felt that the lab where we can design and iterate and prototype ideas that we could really um, give our students access um, to these skills through a range of programs. I'm sure there have been a number of key learnings on this journey. Would you be open to sharing a few of those? I certainly would. Um, it's really interesting when you... Um, start out on a journey, we really looked at our Gen Z in New Zealand and said, there are a million, there are a million people. They are our future. And we had no idea after establishing Global Women that was so successful, getting 50 corporate partners, that we had everyone committed to really, you know, taking on diversity and inclusion um, as a real catalyst for change that stepping into the education space and thinking we could take business with us um, in our handbags, it, it, it was just huge. The brick walls that we hit, the bureaucracy of the Ministry of Education that had tremendous power around um, how you could access schools, um, even schools themselves that to a degree, a lot of them still have very much a fortress mentality that as parents, they expect you to stop at the gate and you hand your children over. So those challenges of trying to go, who is our client? What do our consumers look like? Was really, really tough. And there was not a lot of really good data available about um what external programs were being delivered into schools, what impact they had had, and how long they'd been being delivered, and um, the, were the ministry prepared to fund them? So the words bravery and courage are two leading traits of entrepreneurs. How have they played a part in your experiences? For me... And I think, too, I would have to talk to my business partner also because Justin and I have worked together for 15 years. Um, for us, we've had to really believe and back ourselves, you know, that we just had to decide that we had to be the disruptors and that we were really clear about our why that our students were not getting the skills. Therefore, we had to back ourselves to find the funding. We had to back ourselves to set our organisation up as both a limited liability company and also as a not-for-profit. And then we had to go and really sell our story. And a lot of people would go to us uh, can you please explain to us um, what are 21C skills? And for us, we that really got us focused on 
setting a framework up that could be really simplified and it would enable both business leaders, it would enable schools and it would enable teachers to understand it. And we used a really powerful framework of know, use, be and grow to make, it was like our armour. We could go in and go, we've got this framework, we've done all the research, we've scanned everything and we know what students need to know, entrepreneurship, design thinking, financial literacy. They have to be able to use creativity, communication. They have to be tenacious and have good teamwork. They need to grow and have a growth mindset and goal setting. And for us, that required us to look Catherine offshore. We formed a great um, relationship with Stanford um, University and their D school and their amazing K-12 lab who have supported us through this journey. You know, we basically just uh, sent them an email and uh, turned up in their office. Uh, we went to high tech high in the United States and looked at their model. So we just had to be, we had, as I said back at the beginning, we had to back ourselves, believe in ourselves, but we also had to really recognise that the system needed disrupting and we needed to look at to great ideas and what other organisations were doing both in Australia and globally. I see it still being a big issue around kind of believing in ourselves uh, and backing ourselves and making that uh, intention and decision to actually step forward. And I think that's really part of that entrepreneurial mindset that often holds people back. And it's part of a fear uh, of around that self-worth and self-belief that actually is that thing that stops a lot of people from stepping forward. So the word purpose, and you mentioned contribution before, what does the word purpose mean to you beyond contribution? For me, purpose is about really co-creating your life with the power of intention. That it, it has to be constantly expanding. It has to be abundant. And that it really is about um, bringing impact both to you personally and to the communities that you serve. So that's what purpose is for me, that it's co-creating your life with the power of intention. So you mentioned us now around impact. Mm. Where will your focus on impact be in the next 12 months? We're really um, focused coming back to the conversation we started with about collaboration and co-creation with like-minded people and organisations. Um, the future's not a fixed point, um, Catherine, and I strongly believe that it's ours to create and that um, we are really looking at how do we uh, partner and build intentional great relationships with people that can continue to help us as an organisation um, bust open those fortresses of school, schools and really let Arangatahi and Tamariki um, be engaged, excited and inspired and prepared with the skills and the tools for um, the opportunities. So the next 12 months, we've got two or three organisations that we're really focused on and that are a great fit with us. And we want to um, focus on building 
out that into a relationship that then translates into us working together. Um, we are also really committed with one of our programs, which is Edturnships, to actually working with high, with sectors that are really important for New Zealand, um, that can take a group of teachers and let them come out for one week and build um, project-based learning that they can take back into the classroom and keep um, designing and testing and then sharing with their peers. So we're looking for both partnerships that can grow our organisation and that have a set of tools that we can also co-collaborate on and continue to co-design. But also we want to partner up with sectors that are important to New Zealand, especially post-COVID, and that our students can see if these skills that they're learning and using, and they can actually see the teachers bringing back that practice into the classroom and giving them access and relationships with those businesses. And some of those, we've, we're just going to do an internship with the Royal New Zealand Air Force that employs 3,500 people in New Zealand. And we're going to run an internship for the Schools to Skies program that will take 40 teachers across New Zealand and see all the pathways and opportunities around avionics, um, around technical skills, around aerospace, around engineering, and build out some learning for their students and build the relationship with both the Royal New Zealand Air Force and then their big partners and employers that sit around them. So what's one thing that you are super passionate about that you would like to call on our entrepreneurial women with purpose community to take back into their worlds and actually action? Um, yeah. For me, I would really like to, um, we're living in unprecedented times and the need to change the inequality now, that, that's what COVID has really shone the light on, um, is that I want them to actually really um, think about how they can mentor and coach our Gen Z and the teachers that are in front of them for six hours a day um, to actually develop these skills and therefore and let them become the change agents. You know, it is unprecedented times and I think the community that you have with Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose, um, they're committed to um, meaningful change. So nothing great has ever been accomplished without what I would say a rational exuberance. So I would call on them to go and do it and bring the um, young change agents with them. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Faye, uh, for sharing your world and your entrepreneurial spirit with Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Fantastic. Thank you for your time today, Catherine. It's been great talking with you. Hello World Travel was the founding sponsor of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. In the changing landscape of travel, there's nothing quite like the power of local, of having someone who gets you, quirks and all, someone who understands how travel should be, understated professionalism with a smile. It's why they consistently have more happy customers, because when you've found someone who knows you, you'll never look back. <laughs>